This is the KFDM Morning Show Podcast from the most watched morning team in Southeast Texas. Let's get into our morning headlines. Happening now, Walmart police are releasing the name of a murder victim and the two suspects charged with killing him. Investigators say 31-year-old Richard Shiloh was shot and killed Sunday night at Virginia State Departments. He was the father of a young boy and a young girl. Jailed on murder charges, 23-year-old Ronald Babineau Jr. of Port Arthur and 19-year-old Charles Verdine Jr. of Beaumont. Justice of the Peace, Ben Collins Sr. set bond at $1 million for each of them. A 16-year-old is also charged with murder and two 14-year-olds face charges for unlawfully carrying a weapon and evading detention. The morning shows Mello Styles has reactions from the police chief and a neighbor, both of whom say violence among young people is out of hand. Residents say the shooting and killing of 31-year-old Richard Shiloh is just terrible. It's just terrible, man. Taking a life, it's just terrible no matter where it's at. Barclay says it hits too close to home. And I hate that it's happening this close. Barclay says the fact that a school in a park where kids play is so close only makes it worse. Shooting someone in the time is bad, but at the school and stuff, uh-uh. No, that's a no-no. Shouldn't do that, you know. Beaumont Police Chief Jimmy Singletary says they are accustomed to seeing crime rise as the weather warms up. Peaking on, it's peaking to some degree, uh, and, and we're always concerned about the summer. Chief Singletary says it's the young age of the suspects that bother him the most. Two 14-year-olds and a 16-year-old involved in this homicide. We had, we had a 14-year-old about four months ago uh, shoot a guy in the face uh, two times, killed him, and uh, he thought nothing of it. Chief Singletary says these cases can become difficult due to cooperation. There are some times that people get shot four or five times. They know who did it, but they don't want to press charges. Finding witnesses is also a struggle for detectives. Another issue is uh, when the, when the uh, individual uh, uh, wants to file charges and the witnesses, there are witnesses, we know there are witnesses and they won't come forward. But it's the age of some of these suspects that Chief Singletary just cannot fathom. 14, uh, uh, 15, 16 year old kids, uh, are co committing violent crimes at a rate that we've never seen and, uh, and showing no remorse at all. Chief Singletary says his department will continue to inform the public on multiple resources that are available to help keep these juveniles out of trouble. Police say the investigation is not over. If you have details, contact Crime Stoppers at 833-TIPS. You won't be asked for your name and you may earn a cash reward. And sadly, another homicide investigation underway at this hour. This one by the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office and that victim is a teenage girl. The Sheriff's Office says a man is in custody and deputies are looking for other possible suspects in connection with the shooting death Sunday of a 16-year-old girl in Jefferson County. Sheriff's investigators say 22-year-old Cody Lee Arnold of Beaumont is charged with murder. Justice of the Peace Ben Collins Sr. said bond at $1 million at this hour. The Sheriff's Office says it's looking for others who may be involved. If you have any information, please contact Crime Stoppers at 833-TIPS. And three buildings targeted by vandals in Port Arthur. Among three, the three vandalized buildings, 
Carson Snack Shack, Knights of Peter's Claver Council and Court Number 32, and Stop and Believe Ministries. The small church painted over most of that graffiti, which was profanity. The social hall will soon repaint its building. Carson Snack Shack is a small business created for and run by a young boy by the name of Carson, who was born with a heart defect. His mother says this is how she's teaching him about owning and running a small business. They pour into this business, they help it grow, they know Carson, they know his story, and just to see that they were just as distraught as we were, it really, um, it, it, it made me feel like, like, wow, like, the community really has our back, and, and things like this, and activities like this, it has to stop, like, we do this to prevent stuff like that, to show our youth that there are better things you could be doing. Sad situation there. It's time to focus our efforts on helping the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office capture someone who's on the run from justice. Angel San Juan tells us about this week's fugitive. This week's on the run fugitive is a woman who's accused of a very concerning crime. Joining me right now is Jefferson County Sheriff Zena Stevens with the details. And Sheriff, this is a concerning crime this fugitive is accused of committing. It is, and that's why we're spotlighting her on the run. We need to help get Shazay Bassard off the streets. She's allegedly assaulted a police officer or a public servant, and so I need the community's help in finding her. If you know where you can find her, don't approach her. Call the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office. Thank you, Sheriff. And that number is 409-835-8411. And remember, you can run, but you can't hide from our viewers. And a week after devastating tornadoes rode through parts of Texas, one family is still trying to clean up what remains of their home. Amanda Ruiz has more. Just a devastating, it still is. It's been almost a week since a tornado ripped through Elgin last Monday. It's a matter of picking through stuff. Neighbors like Lonnie Swanky are still trying to pick up the mess. Say yes, ma'am. We started Tuesday. The Elgin tornado was said to be an EF2 with winds up to 130 miles per hour. Devastating conditions that destroyed almost everything in its past, including the home of Lonnie and his wife, who had lived there since 1996. At 75 years old, and my wife's 70, how do we start over? You know, how do we find what we have left to start over with? And, uh, uh, we've been very fortunate with the community has come out and really um, been very, very helpful. Um. And I really just want to show you just how powerful the winds of the tornado were on Monday. Right there next to that black trailer, Lonnie tells me was his black barbecue grill. I want to show you where it is in this house right now. If we walk through this hallway right in here to the bathroom, you can see that it's all torn up with debris all over the place. But one thing you wouldn't expect to see is the grill in the tub right here. And it was, where you going? It was unbelievable that the two of these stayed in this house and didn't get a scratch on. It's just completely blessed. They, they weathered the storm and it was just amazing. Lonnie says family, friends, and community members have gotten together to help him and his wife sort through the giant mess. Try to keep your mind off talking or thinking about it. You just, okay, I got to go this project, do this project, do this project, do that. Because if you ever stop and look at it, and you say, where do you start? Last Monday, Lonnie says he and his wife enjoyed an early dinner knowing the weather was going to be bad. Later, they saw the tornado and sought shelter together with their puppy. This is a closet we were in. He says the whole incident lasted only about five minutes, but it was the scariest five minutes of their entire life. The roof was torn out and sheetrock came raining down on them. We were sitting in there and of course when that roof came off and 
we could feel the floor just kind of go up and down like that and we just tell each other you know hang on hang on just hoping that and praying that the walls and everything didn't peel back this way. He says he's just waiting for the insurance and federal aid to kick in. For now, he says he plans to continue sorting through the debris to figure out what he can salvage. It's upsetting to do, but somehow he still finds a way to get in a laugh. Margarita machine's still up there, so got that. I got to try it out to make sure it works. Amanda Ruiz, Fox 7 Austin News. And now, your daily weather forecast from the Southeast Texas Weather Authority. Well, good morning, Southeast Texas. I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Here's a look at your forecast for Tuesday, March the 29th, 2022. Going to be a very windy day across Southeast Texas. Wind gusts will be up around... 40 miles an hour, wind advisories are in place across parts of southeast Texas for this afternoon. Big difference between today and what we've seen the last several days. We're going to be looking at mostly cloudy skies across the area throughout the entire day today. As a result, we are already seeing temperatures well above where we were even late last week. We're looking at morning lows in the middle to upper 60s this morning. And as a result, with the south winds and even the cloud cover, we'll still look for afternoon highs to top out into the lower 80s. Rain chances will hold off today, but as we head into Wednesday, a vigorous storm system is going to be pushing across the Lone Star State, and that will push the possibility of showers and thunderstorms into the forecast through the mid-morning and early afternoon here in southeast Texas. Now, there is a slight risk for severe weather as those storms do push through. The main threat will be wind gusts in excess of 40 miles an hour. Would not be surprised to see some wind gusts around 50. The good news is this line is going to move through fairly quickly. Should be across the Sabine River by lunchtime and into Louisiana, where the threat is going to be a bit higher for wind, hail, and also the possibility of tornadoes, especially across east-central Louisiana into Mississippi and Alabama. They have a very high to moderate risk across that section of the southeast. Now, once the front comes through tomorrow, skies should clear out fairly quickly. We'll be looking for sunny skies by the end of your day on Wednesday. Temperature is actually going to be a bit warmer, even though a boundary is going to push through. We'll look for highs in the lower to middle 80s on Wednesday. Once the front comes through, the skies clear. We'll look for a cool start again on Thursday morning. Temperatures in the middle to upper 40s in the lakes, lower 50s in the triangle, and then temperatures into the upper 70s to around 80 degrees with mostly sunny skies. Heading into the weekend, we'll see a little bit of cloud cover return on Friday, and another system kicks in, bringing us the possibility for some scattered showers and storms for the first part of the weekend on Saturday. Temperatures Saturday and Sunday staying in the lower 80s, and then things stay pretty quiet into the early part of next week until Tuesday, where we'll see a significant chance of showers and thunderstorms back into the forecast. But your forecast today, mostly cloudy skies and very windy south winds gusting close to 40 miles an hour, high temperatures topping out into the lower 80s, and then we'll be on the lookout for showers and thunderstorms with a slight risk of severe storms for the first half of your day on Wednesday. That's going to do it for your forecast on this Tuesday morning. Don't forget anytime, www.kfdm.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, of course, you can download our free weather app. It's available on your iOS and Android devices. From the KFDM and Fox 4 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chad Sandwell. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening. Join us again tomorrow for the KFDM Morning Show Podcast.